Empires Crumble. A podcast on politics, culture, history, and magic. With Ali Walker and Lee Voldemort. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, welcome to Empire's Crumble. This is episode 26. 26. Um, checked. We, we. This is the first time in a long time we've actually known which episode we're on. Um, so anyway, okay. hi. Uh, this is this month's episode. And uh, today we're going to talk about all of the crazy, fucked up crises going on, uh, particularly with the uh, COVID stuff. So... First of all, um, thanks for all of your support, and uh, if you would like to get to watch these videos rather than just listen to the audio, there's two ways you can do so. Uh, one, you can subscribe to the um, Empire's Crumble Patreon page, which is patreon.com slash Empire's Crumble, and you'll get to watch these videos uh, instead of just listening to our audio. Uh, and it's cool because my, my cat's lobster costume is on the wall behind me. So oh, I love you, that you, one. You get, you get to see my, my cat's lobster costume if you watch the video. Squirrel well. won't wear that anymore, right? She will. No, she will. I mean, yeah. not, not happily, but it was never really happily. It. Yeah, she'll tolerate okay. it. So, yeah. And then um, the second way is to subscribe to, uh, to become a supporter of Another World, which is the Gods and Radicals uh, Supporters Journal. Uh, you get to watch these videos and also hear the audio a full week early if you are either an, uh, Another World subscriber or an Empire's Crumble subscriber. So anyway, so this week, um, or this month, uh, this episode, we'd like to today. talk about... Today. Today. We're both kind of waking up, even though it's really late. Um, I mean, it's, I, I woke up at like two today. Well, it's, and... it's three. I woke up at noon-ish, but yeah, it's the summer. Yeah. It's okay. It's the summer. Everyone's it's... on vacation. It's vacation. As everyone keeps reminding me, it's, it's vacation. So right. at least here, that does Which probably is... does not apply on the other side of the Atlantic, but right. Here... It's a real thing in Europe and it's not a real thing in the United States. No, it's, Everything it's vacation no matter what. down. Down. So, uh, Ali is in France right now, and uh, maybe you all heard uh, or saw uh, there were some massive protests. Uh, I think the number was like 150 to 200,000 people out in the streets uh, uh, against a law that did get passed. Um, it's the new government's COVID passport. Uh, Ali, would you like to explain what that is there? Yeah, um, it's called the Pass Sanitaire, or Sanitary Pass. Even though, little little aside, the uh, Académie Française is very pissed off at this at this label because Pass Sanitaire is an anglicism. So they're they're throwing their whole little shit fit on the side about how the government shouldn't have called it the Pass Sanitaire. That's All those guys kind, with the swords kind of, who decide. Kind of amusing. The, yeah, 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 yeah. That that's just this cute little like. You know, you you guys are so irrelevant. It's not even funny. Well, um, they, they were the ones who made sure that but, everybody knew that COVID is feminine. Right, and yet, you know, I still see look COVID everywhere. So again, you know, you guys are so irrelevant. It's not even funny. So um, a law goes into effect um, starting Saturday, uh, August first. We're filming this a few days before. We're essentially to participate in a good chunk of public life. One needs to either have be fully vaccinated and, and have the two weeks um, afterwards uh, click in, or have a uh, PCR and nose test done within 72 hours. And 
all that information, you know, unlike the United States where you still all have paper passes, here it's the first world, and so it's digitized. Um, there's an app you have to download. Um, your vaccination and or test information is uploaded to a website, which then goes to your app, and it's a QR code that has to that will have to be scanned um, to, to do pretty much anything um, except shopping because capitalism. Right. Uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, at the beginning, they actually were going to make it apply to, to pretty much any large-scale shopping center as well, but that was that was exempted at the end of the day um, when it was debated in Congress under the justification that, that the, the scientific data shows that there haven't been huge clusters in shopping malls, which they're right, but the scientific data also shows that there haven't been huge clusters in any outdoor cafe or terrace. Right. And yet this, this passport will apply to all out, indoors or outdoors, all cafes, all bars, all cultural centers, so any sort of museum, um, any sort of establishment with 50 or more people in it. So, you know, a movie theater, any sport of, of sports event, um, and as well, any long distance travel. And uh, for you Americans, long distance in Europe means basically more than an hour. Um, so any, any train, I, for, so for example, I live 90 minutes outside of Paris. If I want to take the train to Paris, uh, as of Saturday, I will not be able to without this pass. Right. And yeah. No, we're talking about, it's the equivalent of leaving your city for the most part. Uh, pretty much. Cause, uh, it's, it's, you cannot move from one department to another or you cannot, I'm not sure if it's department or region. Um, there, okay. you know, they've delayed the, the having it, um, necessary on trains has been delayed till the 7th of August because they are still trying to iron out the specifics of that. I've heard both department and region. I'm not sure either way. I can't go to Paris. Um, either way I can't, I can't go very far at all. Um, so and can there's you, also, can you walk, can you walk everybody through what this means? Cause you know, most of our listeners are not living in Europe. So, yeah. what, so how will this affect your daily life? Well, uh, pretty much every day, you know, I like to go out and have a cafe on a terrace. Um, right. I will. So, so, um, but to give context here, I am not yet vaccinated. Um, I have a, there's a, a suspicion that I'm allergic to one of the ingredients. Um, so, and you know, in the United States that would just, you know, they would just exempt you. Um, right. you know, I was told years ago by a doctor in the United States to avoid any, any vaccination with polyethylene glycol. Um, which is the ingredient in both the mRNA vaccines. And in France, they will not give the other ones to anyone under 50. So my only choice of vaccine is the Pfizer or the Moderna. Um, there are theoretically medical exemptions, but they are being given out so straight. Like they basically said it will be next to impossible to get one. Right. So what I have to do is I cannot just go get vaccinated. Um, I have to go to an allergist and have a test done. And then if the allergist um, decides that I probably won't die, I will then have to get vaccinated. But in a hospital setting, um, it's July. Right. Everything's closed. Everything in France shuts down basically until September. So I have my paperwork in requesting, you know, the local hospital requesting the appointment with the allergist. I have not heard back. Meanwhile, this law goes into effect in five days. So in five days, um, yeah, I don't, I don't get to go have a coffee outside anymore. I don't get to go have a drink with friends anymore. I will not be able to travel outside of the area. Now I can do so if I get a PCR test, but no, Macron no. 
has you know, said talk that to us about what those tests are like. It's a it's a it's a it's a swab up the nose. It's and, it's not. And where pleasant. do you get those done? There, I mean, that I'll give them credit. You you know, you can get it done at least for now. You know, they're widely available without appointment. I have a feeling that starting on Saturday there will be much more of a wait. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the other piece being, you know, right now you can't really get a vaccine appointment. Um, the system is so overloaded from all the people who are trying to get vaccinated so that you know they don't lose their rights to participate in public life. Like at least in this region, appointments are currently not available. So even okay. if I was able to be freely vaccinated, I would still be waiting at this point until late August or September um, and, for that to happen. And the other thing, um, because you know the test is the way around the vaccine, Macron has announced that starting in September, the test will no longer be free. It'll be 50 to 60 euros each time you get it, unless you have a prescription. And they're only gonna give you a prescription unless you have symptoms or you're a case contact. Right, and so, that, so, so, so Macron is kind of putting all of the onus on people to either get the vaccine or be a second class citizen. Yeah. yeah, and you know, the second class citizen piece is very concerning, you know, both for someone in, in my position um, and those who, you know, for immunal, ecological reasons, sorry, my English is fucked, um, that aren't necessarily going to be validated by a doctor, you know, right. believe that they shouldn't get vaccinated. Um, I'm also very much concerned how this is going to affect migrants, how this is going to affect refugees, how this is going to affect people without papers. Because so, first of all, you need you yeah. need some sort of either a, a carte d'identité or a social security number in France in order to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. And then people who are, you know, here under the radar are not going to want to put their information in a government system where they're going to have to have a having a cell phone or having a smartphone right. which you know isn't a huge systemic barrier here the way it is in the united states but it is more so for people sans papier um yeah so yeah so as as you all know um as i mentioned in a, a few podcasts before so for a good part of the time that i was in france i was sans papier like i was illegal as it were Undocumented, undocumented being a better way of putting it. Um, if this had happened when I was in that state, basically I would have had no way of getting into, well, going anywhere. Like I, I would not no. be able to get on a train. Um, no. I would not be able to go into a bar, restaurant. I would not be able to meet anybody. And no. for Americans, you know, it's like, oh, well, you, you know, you can always order in, right? Like, no, the, Americans don't understand France, the, the cultural... It, necessity in, here right in france and in europe in general uh in mainland europe um cafe culture and all of that that's that is the social realm that is the public realm that is the that is where society actually happens it's not like in the united states where where everybody is at home watching television you know spending their time on facebook i mean even even some of the people that I, I met who are really into their phone really did not spend a lot of time on social media. No, they're on Facebook, but they're sitting at a cafe on Facebook. Exactly, talking to other people. <laughs> like, I mean, and that's what's, Facebook. you know, you go to a cafe, you know, either someone has a book or they're on their phone and you can look over their shoulder and yeah, they're, you know, they're browsing Twitter or whatever, but they're not doing it from their couch. They're right. doing it from a cafe. Yeah, yeah the, you... the degree to which it's, it is, it's the center of public life here in a way that's super hard for Americans to understand unless they've spent a lot of time here. Exactly. So, so what they're doing is barring people from access to the social realm. And in fact, the only access you will have to the social realm is through the internet. You know, is through yeah, that or through. Realm. I mean, you know, I for example, I can go to the park across the street from the cafe. 
mm-hmm. with a with beer and blankets and drink with friends. But again, right. the fact that I can even do, do that shows the degree to which this is not based in science. Ah, you know, yes. this is this is yes. extremely yes, yes. extremely political. The, the fact so, that again, I can walk into a crowded shopping mall. I can buy stuff. I can spend money. I can participate in capitalism without needing this pass. Mm-hmm. But I cannot go to an outdoor terrace on a windy day and have a cafe by my at a table by myself. Right. Right. Without this pass, it is extremely, extremely political, and people here really see through that. And you know, one point I really want to make for folks here, you know, especially based on what I'm, I'm seeing on social media, is you know, one thing to understand is. You know, France in many ways is even more vaccine resistant than the United States. And, you know, um, several studies done have shown that France is the, if not amongst the most uh, vaccine resistant countries in the entire world. That being said, it's vaccine related for somewhat of a different reason than the United States. And, you know, much more, uh, much less based on like conspiracy theory bullshit. Nobody thinks it's giving them 5G. Um, nobody thinks it's a Bill Gates microchip, you know, all this like, and it's not even really politicized. Um, it's, it's much more, you know, it's, it's partially rooted in, I mean, to be frank, part of it is rooted in first world privilege slash, you know, back to the land, natural remedy mentality. Um, that's one place where, one of the few things that the French and the Germans really have in common. That's one one of their few common grounds is that, that kind of, you know, resistance to Western medicine, even though you have access to it. Um, and and we'll talk, we'll talk in a second about why they're so resistant to Western medicine, but continue. And and a lot of it also just has to do with, with, with medical privacy, um, Mm -hmm. being much, much more of a hardcore respected thing here historically than in the right. United States. And, and that's a bigger piece of one's private life in general, mm-hmm. being much more private. The, the, same, the same cultural attitude, which is why, you know, you could know someone for years and never know what their religion is. Why, mm-hmm. you know, in four years, no one's ever come up to me and, and just randomly talked to me about Jesus. Right. Um, the way people do not, you know, um, identify by their identity in a mm-hmm. way. You know, I don't know who's chronically ill amongst my friends. It's not something right. you talk about the way that Americans, you know, have this need. And I'm not, I'm not making a judgment one way or another. I'm not saying one right, one's right and one's wrong. But this is just, it is a huge cultural difference. And so medical decisions and medical privacy are very much seen in that same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is seen as a huge affront to medical privacy. And again, and just the degree to which it is, it is very obviously a political decision that's not based in science, that, that a lot of it also has to do with, with Macron wanting to be reelected next year and right. thinking that this will help his popularity. But actually, it's pretty much backfired because it's the Front National mm-hmm. <laughs> that first and foremost is pointing out the hypocrisy of this. And what yeah. is that doing? That's gaining them more following. So he's right. also just shot himself in the foot <clears throat> and totally just given a bone to the far right. So, so with the, the, and this is another thing that I always forget um, that Americans don't know. Um, there is one thing in Europe, one basic requirement, one basic law that does not exist in the United States. That uh, is one of the few things that you can actually say you, the United States is actually a lot more freer than Europe. And that's identity papers. Mm-hmm. 
in Europe, in every country within the EU, you must at all times have your identity papers on you. Yeah. And all you you countries have a national identity card, which is, you know, not something that just does, I mean, frankly, the United States is one of the few countries in the world in which that does not exist. Um, But nonetheless, yes, you have to have your identity on you at all times. Exactly. Um, Now, so so the the governments here have a kind of authority over the individual citizen that in the United States doesn't exist. Like, you must at all times be able to Prove who you are if you are ever stopped by the police. Now, granted, yeah. you're less likely to be stopped by the police if you look like a normal person of that country, and more right. likely if if you're poor, if you are not the same color as the majority of the people there, etc. However, this is a requirement everyone has. You must, at all times, be able to prove your identity. Now, in a, in a, in, a, in in countries like this, in 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 situations like this, the government already has all of this information on you. So, so the people, you know, are going to be even more reluctant to give them more. Yes. Um, whereas in the United States, you know, there, there were calls for a national ID for a long time. In fact, if if you see this with um, with some of the things that the Democrats have been doing for for election reform and all of that, you know, one of the things that they've been pushing is like, well, we need to have a national ID and make it like so that everybody has that immigrant, non-immigrant, etc. Right. Um, which is kind of authoritarian. Now, of course, they're arguing it from a non-authoritarian. you know, since they're I arguing it from a voters' right perspective because they right. see that the ship has kind of sailed on that. You know, and it's true. You know, it's it's really hard. You know, I've had discussions with Europeans about American voter ID laws, and you know, and at first it's like, well, why not? We do it here, and that's right. what I have to explain. Yeah, because everyone here gets an identity card free, just as a matter of being a citizen. Like you just, when you're 18, you get it. It's nothing. You don't have to prove. The, you know, you don't have to pay money. You don't have, you know, whereas in the United States, there there are very legitimate systemic barriers for many people, especially poor people, rural people, older people, and people born at home um, to you, getting any get sort of... Fir- I can't remember. Did you get your first passport denied? Um, yes, but yeah. it wasn't, but it was because I had changed my name. Okay. And yeah, I, did I, got- not had ad- I did not have adequate proof um, I didn't, I thought I sent them everything they asked for, but then they asked me for something else. But yeah, so I had to have the second one expedited in order to, to leave in time. Yeah. My first one was denied. And of all of the friends that I helped get passports of, the only other ones who got denied were the people who were poor. If you were middle class, like, you know, you had already accumulated all of these, these other records, uh, bank records, etc. Um, but if you're poor and you didn't have so many of those, then pretty much the first time, send it back like, sorry, you didn't prove who you are. The, the uh, people meaning, I know who have dealt with that the most are those who, who were born at home or those who were born to midwives. Uh, because yeah. there's, since uh, there's yeah. no hospital record of their birth, right. um, you know, their birth certificate is then put into doubt because it says on the, you know, just, yeah. Um, and, and, and there's, there's, there's of course, you know, the, the kind of American progressive idea. It's like, well, okay, well, so we just need to build a better data, database to make sure everyone gets that. Except, you know, that feeds back into that authoritarian idea of the government having access to everybody's records, yeah. knowing who everybody is and having control over them. And, and I mentioned, you know, so, so we talk about some of the roots of why... Um, 
the French and Germans in particular are resistant. Real quick, something yeah. you have something rubbing. You, there's oh, like a yeah. rubbing. Um, there's a f yeah. It, I think it's that. Yeah. I'm gonna see yep. if that makes it a little bit better. It's it's very. It's it's against your it's the microphone against your collar. I can see it. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Maybe that maybe that will help a little bit. I'll try not. I should just take off my shirt. I think not um, move it. Yeah, just not move. But yeah, you're okay. about to say yeah. Um, France and Germany. Um, yeah. are, are a little more paranoid about the, the government having all your information for, and for very and legitimate reasons. There's a historical reason for this, which is that they did happen to see what, what occurs when a government takes full control over your, your biopolitical existence. You know, what, what mm -hmm. happens when the government just starts issuing numbers and classifying you according to your genetic history, your diseases, your ancestry, it's all, et cetera. And that was Nazi Germany. You know, that what, it's really hard to have these arguments with Americans because people will say, well, you know, that was all pseudoscience. No, 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 no. That was science. Science, science in that context. It was used... both. It was racial pseudoscience, but then it was like, well, we have records of everyone who's disabled, and right. those are the ones we're going to send. And, and you know, and I want to stop right now and say I'm not... You know, I want to be careful because I know there's a legitimate slippery slope that far too many Americans especially have jumped on the bandwagon on around comparing vaccination to Nazi Germany. And this, right. this is not, and I, I want to be careful to stay on the good side of that. I'm yeah. not comparing the two at this point. What we are trying to illuminate for you is why Europeans are so much more paranoid about this as a whole. And specifically why they're paranoid about the government having authority over their medical decisions. Yeah, you know, and using and, and using medical decisions to grant rights. That exactly. is the piece here. The fact right. that, that whether you do or do not have this vaccine determines whether, again, I can go to Paris or not on a train. The, the fact that in order to enter that train, I have to have a barcode scanned. Right. That is the piece that people are throwing up the wall toward. And many of the people throwing up the wall toward it, you know, for the record, are vaccinated people. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. something that I think that, that folks on the other side of the pond also really, this is not just anti-vaxxers. Um, a lot of the news stories in the past couple of weeks, you know, one other piece of this, which is which is is very difficult, is the fact that, you know, for bars and restaurants, it's the owners of the bars and restaurants that now have to police this, right. that now have to be the people who look at their long term customers and say, I'm sorry, I can't serve you. And right. what a lot of bar and restaurant owners have said is, you know, they have customers who they know are vaccinated who still are going to refuse Mm -hmm. on principle because of the history not because they're not vaccinated not because they don't care about public safety but because they are terrified as to where this could lead and and, and maybe it'll be helpful too to um i mean you know we get so so caught up in the content of the you know of the political arguments here that we forget to look at the framework of it you know it's very difficult to just see the framework you know people you know everyone's so afraid of covid for good reasons um that you know all of these did all of these government decisions seem justifiable when you're like yeah but people are dying you know so you know let's take a completely different example from the united states actually which is uh hiv so it was a federal law um that uh 
uh, states needed to report um, every positive case of HIV that they mm -hmm. encountered. Um, you know, this is through the CDC, and the idea was the government could track these people. Now, for the vast majority of people who were HIV positive, are HIV positive, uh, those tended to be gay men, tended to be drug users, and tended to be black men. So, you know, and especially if there was an intersection between all of those, if you were a gay black dr drug user, you were pretty damn likely to be somebody who was you know, infected with HIV. Now, the government tracking those people, um, you know, their justification was like, well, you know, we need to know how many people have this. But for, for us, for gay men, you know, particularly, it was like, wait, why? Why, why are we giving the government information on this? Especially since the government oftentimes hates these people. You know, the government well, for a very long time was very anti-black, anti-gay, anti-drug users, et cetera. And one other interesting parallel is, you know, the government is the reason the HIV became so out of control in the first right, place. Right, that And is a good especially, parallel. yeah, and here, you know, and that's the other thing people are pointing out with Macron, for example, um, you know, this, the reason the government now can justify doing this is because of government incompetency right. all along the way here. For example, if we had kept the borders closed, if the borders had stayed closed this entire time, the Delta variant would have never entered France. It is the Delta variant specifically that moved from uh, India to the UK to France that has provoked this and that has been able to justify things like, like requiring this in outdoor spaces because unlike all the previous variants, they now suspect that even outside the Delta variant can be transmitted right. very easily. But they insisted mm -hmm. on keeping the borders open. Why capitalism? Why tourism? Yeah. Why did this insistence on keeping the machine running? The same way that France should have, you know, gone into strict lockdown again last spring and again didn't do so because they, they simply could not afford to shut down again, because once again, we are putting the, the, the needs of the global economy over the needs of citizens, where no actually, re and, and even now, I mean, when you look at how fast the numbers are rising, what we should be doing is locking down. Sydney, Australia just went into a lockdown. Other governments are making the choice to lock down again, but France is going to refuse to do that because it's the middle of tourist season. This is the most visited country in the entire world, right. and they need the money. But, you know, again, it was needing the money so badly, which is why the Delta variant is all over Brittany in the first place. Right. Because, yeah, because the British, the right now, yeah, because, because it went from India to the UK and then British tourists brought it here to France. Whereas if the border had just fucking remained shut, this would have never been an issue and people here see that and so that's yeah. another big part of the anger it is because you know they've been gambling with public health for the sake of profit in the first place that they now can justify this and and so returning like you know again to the united states situation um okay so for the hiv testing what what a lot of public health organizations did um, especially in the nonprofits, but also, you know, for instance, uh, Washington State. Like when I went to um, Seattle Public Health to get my re regular HIV tests, they allowed me to anonymize my name so that if I were found to be positive, all they could do was report a random mix of letters um, because they. They, they chose not to collect that data in order to protect people 
who might be positive. Now, if you were positive, you had the choice like, okay, well, you know, I, 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 I want them to know so I can then get access to public health, et cetera. Right. But, you know, this is part of a movement called uh, Resist the List, you know, and it was, again, it was, it was gay men, black men, and drug users, like those three groups who were the ones who were the most likely to be found infected, that the government was compiling lists on. And honestly, do we want a government to have a list of black men who have HIV? No, we do not want that. The, the same logic is what's going on in France right now for those who are resisting the passport. Yeah. You know, the question is, I mean, they already have a national health system that records this, this information, but how much more do they want to give the government? How much more power do they want to give the government over their individual existence? This is a huge thing. And Macron has been doing the same thing that we're seeing in the United States. So Anthony Fauci made a speech a couple of, I think it was last week or something, where he used the phrase, the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Um, this, is, this is the perfect American Puritan Calvinist sort of shit that we always see, where suddenly the whole reason why there is a crisis at all is because of some lazy, sinful people who have not done what they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. um, you know, of course, those lazy, sinful people tend to be more poor people than they are the upper middle class. The upper middle class people, they're, they're all getting the vaccine, right? You know, the, the, the pandemic is now the fault of the lower classes who have not gotten these vaccines. Of course, it's, it's written through a, you know, a, a, a moralistic phrase where, you know, they should be doing what's right. And because they're not doing what's right, and that's why we have a problem. Not government oh. fuck-ups. Right. Not, not anything that the government itself has been doing, but it is the fault of these individual people. And what's and so, not, and you know, I just want to add, because this is something, you know, that's definitely an issue over there that's not over here, is, you know, you have this, this, this conspiracy QAnon 5G anti-vax crowd. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a casual glance at American media would make you think that the vast majority of people in the United States who aren't vaccinated are of that tendency. And that's not true. Not at all. They are a vocal minority. In reality, <clears throat> there are huge systematic barriers in the United States to being vaccinated. Yeah, you know, and I hear people, you know, usually well-off, well-meaning progressive liberal types who keep stressing, you know, anyone can do it, anyone can do it for free. And it's like, yeah, okay, when are those vaccination centers open? 8 p.m. to 6 p.m. Well, I you mean, this is the same people who, who will tell you any anyone can pay off their student loans. Anybody right. could have gone to you know, university. The, the reality could, yeah. being um, poor people, rural people, single mothers, people who work two jobs, people who rely on public transit, cannot people who cannot take time off because as we know, as we've been told constantly, the side effects from these vaccines can be very severe for people. So yeah, people yeah. who have to, you know, if, if if they get the Pfizer vaccine and are in bed the next day, they're fired and they lose their fucking job. Right. Nobody my, in the United States is addressing these issues. They're, my man got the vaccine here and yeah, he was a wreck. 
like the next day. Yeah, like, there are fever, in reality, like, and I haven't it's heard like he had the flu. Yeah. yeah, and I haven't heard Fauci. I haven't heard the Biden administration address this at all. They are they are pointing to you know the folks outside the Capitol with the five G signs, and yes, you know those folks aren't doing anyone any favors. No. And yes, I want to slap them too, yeah. but. The idea that that though that that is the constituency as a whole, as opposed to like you know, and then you also had the issue in the United States, you know, regarding communities of color who are uh, legitimately mistrustful of this vaccine for very, very, very good reasons. And you know, there's been a little bit of attention um, aimed on that subject, but again, not enough. There's not been enough outreach. There has not been, and, and so it's the combination of all those things. I keep thinking which, you about. Know, that, there was this time uh, years, years, years ago, it was like 12, 14 years ago, where I was working, I was working in a document retrieval or document archiving service. Basically, it was a, it was a, it's practically a factory for photo, photocopiers and scanners. And okay. my job was just to digitize um, things for all of these corporations, all of these law firms, you know, whatever. And this was 2003. I worked the graveyard shift downtown Seattle, and it was that was awful. But I'd I'd get to see the sunrise. That was sometimes nice from a you know skyscraper that was built by the same dude who uh, made the World Trade Center towers. Anyway, um, I remember reading. You know, all of these companies um, showed up in these documents at some point, and they were usually lawsuits uh, because the the majority of the people we worked for were law firms. Uh, lawsuits based on, um, well, people who died from products from these companies. Uh, and I can say of all of the major companies, only one of them never went through my little stack of, okay, feed this through, feed this through, feed this through. And occasionally I'd, I'd read it and I'm like, that's a lot of dead children. Wow. Okay. Um, there's a very good reason why people would not trust these massive pharmaceutical companies. And, and and not just poor black people, but especially poor black people. Jesus fucking Christ. Like all of the all of the, the history of 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 testing and you know the, the, the syphilis experiments like all of this stuff. Well not that, even not even history. I mean there's a there's a um uh uh what do you call it? Um when you pay people for Oh, oh. um Reparate, there's a there's a reparation lawsuit right now um, concerning former prisoners, former black female prisoners in the California prison system, who as recently as 2005 were being fucking sterilized against their will, mm. were being mm. told they were having ovarian cysts removed, were given a hysterectomy, were not even told they were given a hysterectomy. Right. I mean, this right. is yeah, this you is know, not I, And I remember history. in Seattle too. There, there was there was some some fucking tech millionaire dude, like part of the the whole like big Silicon like dot com thing, who was advertising on public buses that uh, uh, they would pay you like it was like three thousand dollars to get. Um, what was it? it was one of the one of the IUD or no, not IUD the, the, yeah one of the implants that would basically guinea pigs they pay you to be guinea I remember seeing those ads in New you know I remember when I went to public university in New York having student having peers of mine who would would t literally sell themselves to be guinea pigs in order uh -huh. to pay college tuition yeah, like this and, and they like were this. absolutely disproportionately black or Puerto Rican like this uh -huh. is not 
history. This, this, right. this, and we're treating it like it's history. This you is know? science. This, this, is, is, this science. is how science happens. Like this is and, this and dismissing people. How... You know, the, again, the anger yeah. is legitimate and totally aim, aim the anger at the Bill Gates microchip guy. Totally, but to aim, aim this anger at the average. Like first of all, we know shame doesn't work. Right. We know this. It feels right. good. It doesn't work. It feels so good you, to shame other people, but the moment that you're being shamed to do something, you're going to be like, no, fuck you. Exactly. It only uh, makes people. Of course, people, they're going to entrench. It only yeah. makes people entrench. So you know, when I see the, this like huge amount of anger, and when I see it repeated by people like Anthony Fauci, who should fucking know better, you know, it's only going to make the, the problem worse. You know, oh. on, a, on a parallel here, there's an interesting parallel here that I was reading um, yesterday in one of the. One of the, the French papers, I forget which one, but it was an epidemiologist who was talking about, you know, his fear is that the, the past sanitaire um, is actually going to make the pandemic worse. Um, because, you know, not only are, you, are you, you splitting the society in two, where the unvaccinated are going to be more likely to so be associating with the, with the other, with the, exactly, with the other unvaccinated. The unvaccinated but, and untested, yeah. Exactly. But, you know, for the for the people with this pass, this pass, you know, ha, ha, inevitably is going to cause a relaxation of the social distancing rules of the the, um, you know, the um, English uh, precautions that we have already been taking for the past 18 months. And given that we know by now that there are, you know, vaccinated people can still infect other people. There's been tons right. of breakthrough cases with the Delta variant. You know, what this guy was saying is, you know, you're gonna lead, you're gonna have both a huge pandemic amongst the unvaccinated, because again, they're only gonna be with the other unvaccinated. And amongst the unvaccinated, you have this illusion of safety. Right. That's just so, going to cause people to behave more irresponsibly, which yeah. is then going to also shoot infections through the roof. Now, there, I have critiques to make of the, the country I am currently living in and the way that they're doing things, except it is much more sane. Um, I can go to any restaurant, any bar, any public event whatsoever. Um, I just need to take a uh, one of the instant um, nasal swab tests, the uh, antigenic uh, test. So it's not the PCR, it's uh, the faster one. It's a little less accurate, however. Um, I, you know, to go to anyone, um, they, they have them there. Uh, the government actually provides them to restaurants. Uh, I think they gave something like 5,000 to each restaurant, you know, and then the, the restaurants and bars, they, they could buy more as well. And then I could buy them at the grocery store if I like. So I go there, you know, I set up the little thing and put it up my nose and sneeze because it, it tickles. Uh, you know, I do it, and then 10 minutes later, I've got the, it's like the pregnancy test, you know? Um, and it's like, and then just show them, hey, look, it says I don't have it. And they're like, okay, come on. You know, and if it says I have it, and it's like, oh shit, well, I should go to a doctor, you know? Um, but they, they don't keep records of that. There's no, you know, I don't have to show an ID card when I take that test. I, there's no no government tracking yeah. of that. It's basically, hey, in order to come into this place, take this test, you know? Um, those, those tests exist here, but they're, they're only used as a, like, should I take the real test? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so like I can go to the pharmacy down the road and I can buy it and I don't have to show an ID and I can take it the privacy of my own home, but it means jack shit for getting into, a, for doing anything. All it means is if it tests positive, you have to then go to the actual, you know, pop right. up. The re You have to do the real thing. 
Now, I'll say, on the other hand, though, so, you know, the vaccine rollout here has been very slow because the government was, it's, it's got a very capitalist sort of mindset. It was waiting until the price went down. Um, you know, but, uh, and, and, and to get the vaccine, it, you have to be invited. You know, so only people who are, you know, officially registered, and, you know, illegal immigrants can't get it and all of that. But, you know, they send you, send you a, an invitation, like, hey, come, you know, take that. And so, um, you know, I, I went with my man when he got hit. And it was a really interesting thing. So, I mean, you, you know, like, you know about France's nuclear power plant, like, site selection? Did you know that, like, there's just a bunch of them on the borders? Like, with, like, Luxembourg, Belgium. And Belgium. Yeah, yeah, they, they put them, like, right on the border. You know, they kind of like, you know, hey, don't fuck us up because you'll die. You know, like, we'll just, you know, let this thing go. But so, so the place where, where he was getting the vaccine was, you know, it was within sight of the French, uh, one of the French nuclear power plants. So I'm looking out, and, and we had to go through these several checkpoints, you know, with, like, guards. And then a parking lot where then there's like, these other guards. And then he goes into a building where there are even more guards, and, like several police, uh, the military, actually, um, to administer this vaccine. And it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know? And, and, and you know, he's, he's lived there his entire life, and he's, he's pretty kind of like, oh, okay, this is what they're doing now. But he was like, yeah, that, was, that was a little fucking weird. I, I don't... I know, I didn't like that. Um, you know, so, but what I mean is, it's like there are other ways for this stuff to have been done. And, 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 and with the French situation, which also in the United States situation, I, I just read, um, it was today actually, um, that uh, all of these Republicans are now kind of on board with doing something very similar that France is doing. But, I mean, it's, the Democrats have been along this line for a, quite a while. You know, they've been really thinking, like, yeah, we need, to, we need to implement something where if you're not getting the vaccine, you don't, get to, you don't get to go out. You don't get to have fun. You don't get to, you know, whatever. But now you've got Republicans that are also on board with it. There's this kind of this centrist alignment happening where... Well, the Republicans just realized that it's like their voters who are disproportionately dying. Right. And all right, the gerrymandering right. in the world ain't gonna do shit. <laughs> right. And, and so, like, like, Chris Christie, of all, of all people, was suggesting, yeah, we need to, you know, like, we've, we've been trying the... What was it? We've re been trying the rewards, now it's time to try the punishments. You know? Mm -hmm. and, and so you do have this movement within the United States that implements something very similar. Now, granted, the way the United States works right now, it, it, the government structure, they're not going to be able to do that. It'll never be on a federal level. They radically can per potentially the do it state by state. I mean, I know but like I, San Francisco I has mandated like all workers or some shit like that. Someone has to. Yeah. 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 I, I will say, though, that, that you know, watching, watching what Biden's doing, particularly with the, uh, and, and I wanted to talk about this, too, the, the, the Trump hearings, you know, the, the thing about the 6th January event. Watching what Biden's doing, you know, he's, he's kind of like withdrawing off, off international engagement, like with wars and stuff. There was that, everyone was like, oh, I can't believe like, he's pulling out of Afghanistan. What are those poor people going to do? And it's like, oh, my God. You know, that there is nothing leftist about saying, oh, the soldiers are leaving Afghanistan. What are we going to do? Oh, Jesus. But, um, you know, but watching... So, so the, the new domestic terrorism laws that they're trying to pass, which, you know, 
are written specifically to deal with white supremacy. And that's, that's good, you know? There is a problem with white supremacists within the United States. Except that Biden is, has been issuing several memos um, expanding it. Uh, you know, uh, Antifa is also going to be domestic terrorism as well. You know, uh, identity extremism, that, that thing everyone was complaining about when Trump was like, oh, you know, Black Lives Matter is identity extremism. I was like, well, yeah, Biden's going to kind of include this too. He appears to be doing kind of this reorganization of, you know, the, the federal government in a way that I think... You know, I mean, he's a, he's a zombie, so he's he's not going to last long. Kamala Harris will eventually, you know, be our uh, overlord. Um, but I think we're starting to see a push to gain even more power with the federal government, which is so weird. One of the few things you can say about fucking Trump, uh, you know, besides not well, starting because it's wars. it's it's neoliberalism. You know, that's the neoliberal yeah. tendency. And, and I think, yeah, so I think, I think we could start to see a push or, or a power grab from, by the federal government to have these kinds of powers to implement things like this. You know, not necessarily with COVID, but, but, but perhaps with the next variant that comes through, you know, the next thing that escapes the Wuhan laboratory that we were partially funding. Um, and, and that, I think, in general... You know, okay, so let's shift for a second away from the, you know, the pandemic to look at, like, a much more massive catastrophe that's occurring right now, which is climate change. You know, I, in the United States, actually, I guess it's supposed to start today or tomorrow, but there's going to be another massive heat wave, like a massive heat dome, um, baking uh, states that have already not had any rain for quite a long time. I think uh, you know Portland and Seattle are supposed to experience it again. Yeah, no, the um, West, the West is just the West is on fire, and yeah, and then that, like is... that 116 degree day, I think in Portland uh, from the last one, you know, they're starting to look at eh, eh, we might have a few more of those. Everything I'm reading from all of the climate scientists, they're like, wow, um, we didn't predict this. We this knew that quicker. we were going to have this. This is this quicker is, than we thought. Yep. This is holy shit. Yeah. And this was supposed to be 2030, 2040 is when uh -huh. they predicted. Yep. Right. And, and that's what, and that's, what's interesting. You know, we've been hearing this, like, you know, the worst case scenario, uh, uh, hypothesis, you know, since the late nineties, early two thousands. And that worst case scenario hypothesis is what's been dismissed as being too extreme as, you know, mm -hmm. like, no, you know, we have to look at, you know, something's going to happen, but it's not going to be that severe. And it's that worst case scenario hypothesis that now the scientists are going, oh, yeah, we thought that was going to hit in 10 years. And now it's yeah. so it's even worse than the worst case scenario hypothesis. Right. And, and so and, and and it's easy to forget because so many other things are happening. But, you know, remember the polar right. vortexes that were happening over the winter as well, you know, where suddenly all of these places are freezing. Um, you know, I remember seeing photos of, of friends like being like, oh, um, yeah, there's there's frost on the inside of my walls in my house. Yeah. Um, yeah. Texas, Texas freezing, Portland yeah. baking. Right. And then so and then simultaneously here in Europe, like, and, and I guess you, you haven't experienced it quite as bad as we have. But you you in France on the coast have been having like last month, you had the wettest winter since you said what? Yeah. Uh, Ren, I'm Ren in June. Summer, the, excuse me. Yeah. We had um, the highest amount of rain in the month of June since 1945. Right. And here in the Ardennes, um, we had the most rain 
in three days. Um, I'm sorry, excuse me. We had, we beat our record July rainfall in three days alone. Um, and, it, and then it started raining the next week. Um, in the Rhineland Palatinate uh, in Germany, uh, there were massive flooding. You know, uh, I think uh, several hundred people died. Um, many, many, many more thousands of people were displaced. And, you know, I, I read about this the, uh, a week or two ago, but um, there's, a, there's a flood um, calculation that they make. It, you know, the, the, it's like they do it in years. A five-year flood is a flood that you can reasonably assume would probably happen every five years. It's, it's not a prediction of when it will happen, but yeah, this is a regular flood. Uh, a 10-year, eh, it's a little bit more rare. 50-year flood, eh, yeah, these don't really happen often, but you should still prepare for them. But the, um, you know, the, the, the standard on this is a 100-year flood. Um, a 100-year flood is the most that the water really can ever be expected to go in any area. So therefore, when you build a building, if you're expecting it to never get flooded, you build outside of this flood zone. Right. You prepare for a 100-year flood. Um, this is, you know, insurance companies use this, but also scientists use this, city planners use this. They use this idea uh, in order to determine where is it safe to live? Um, what's, what kind of standards should we be requiring people? No, you cannot live down here because this is within a 100-year flood zone. Um, with this last rain, um, uh, me and my, my partner had to go to one of his friend's house in Germany um, to help remove everything off of the ground floor onto the first floor because the uh, police had come by and they said, hey, yeah, um, we're going to have a 100-year flood. So um, we, we had to move everything upstairs. Um, we, of course, we couldn't do it all. Um, There's a lot of furniture downstairs. And instead of a 100-year flood, they had a 1,000-year flood which is there is no way impossible to ever have planned for this because it has never within human recorded history happened. There's been no proof that you know, within the last thousand years the water has ever risen this much. Yeah. And all of these other regions within Germany, not just on the Rhine, not just on these rivers, but other places had 1,000 year floods. Um, and just, you so, know, I, I want to go quick because I remember who our audience is. You know, this happens in the United States a lot, towns flood. But yeah. what you all have to realize is, you know, when a town built in 1867 on a river that since then has been altered numerous times um, for the sake of agriculture, when you get a devastating flood in a place like that, that's one thing. Right. Um, these are towns that have existed for, you know, a thousand you know, that there was a village there in Roman times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And whereas the the river has definitely been altered, it usually hasn't been done nearly to the extent which happens in the United States because of the history, because right. they know what the water does. You know, they have the kind of knowledge that white settlers ignored when the Native Americans warned us. Exactly. Okay? So Europeans I... hold that knowledge. So when this happens in Europe, it's very, I mean, I'm not trying to downplay it being horrible when it happens on the Mississippi River, mm -hmm. 
But it's a very different thing when it happens, especially in Germany being one of the most, like, we've got our shit together nations in the entire world compared to, and in terms of infrastructure, in terms of everything, compared to the United States, where you have a bunch of little settler towns plunked everywhere with fucked up, you know, corporate crumbling infrastructure it's not where the indigenous people are like uh you're gonna build your village there that's not a good idea exactly 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 that's not the case in germany i'm i'm officially leaving social media all social media besides instagram because i like shirtless photos still um on the first of august um and and i'm so glad because one of the one of the most common responses i saw from fucking american anarcho leftists about the the rhineland flooding i was like well that's what they get for for building in floodplains it's like you fucking idiots you have no idea like they didn't they did not build in floodplains these are not floodplains these are places that have have been settled for thousand two thousand years People have all known this is a safe place to live. This is where our ancestors a thousand years ago lived because we knew that no water would ever rise up here. And suddenly we are seeing that happen. At the exact same time that you see in the United States, these massive heat waves. So we, we have this accelerating crisis while at the exact same time right now, governments are obsessing over accumulating a little extra power over their citizens to control a pandemic that humans may have made. You know, I, again, the Wuhan leak hypothesis is still not proven, but I, I think it was, was it uh, John Stewart or someone else said like, you know, yeah, if there's like a whole lot of chocolate spilled right next to the Hershey chocolate factory, it probably came from that. Right. Um, it, when you look at the, we don't you know, know, but we don't not know. Exactly. And there, and there's this, this, this like defense being used. Pardon me, I'm pouring water, but I brought my microphone with me. Okay. Um, but did you bring your there, phone with you? Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm holding the oh, phone. Okay. I left the oh, video. Cool. I'm holding the phone because I remembered. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, there, there's this whole like liberal defense being used. Is oh well, we can't. That's just based on racism. We can't go there. And it's like, no, you know, to an extent, yes, the GOP used that in a racist way. Yes, we shouldn't be calling it the Kung Flu, absolutely. But we can't refuse to look at that because of anti-Chinese sentiment. Right, like, that right. doesn't That doesn't fly either. Especially, especially since the United States has been... Like, God, we know this shit. We know that the United States has been funding chemical and biological research for potential warfare forever. Like, you know, sure. where the United States is always flouting the Geneva Conventions on, on chemical warfare stuff, you know, but also like with all of this biological research as well, like, you know, there's this idea that like, oh, we're going to save people by doing these things. And of course it's possible that we will cause this. Um, but more often but than not, it leads, it leads to a, a fuck up. And, and again, we're really, you know, just a slight digression, you know, two or three years ago, a book came out, um, which, you know, I, I didn't read it word for word, but I flipped through it and the hypothesis seemed pretty solid talking about the idea that Lyme disease came from a lab, came specifically, I think, I'm not sure if it was from Plum Island, but one of those labs in the Long Island Sound where, again, that's what they do. You know, and they had and there's on the record proof that for years they were investigating using ticks in order to to, to fight the Cold War. 
and Lyme, Connecticut was literally like, like, you know, as the crow flies across the sound from this lab. And I remember reading several reviews of this book from, you know, science people, you know, experts who were like, yeah, yeah, this seems plausible. And then immediately, like, the mainstream media was just like, nope, nope, you know. And I just remember looking at it going, you know, again, I'm not going to say yes, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to say no. And And the idea that this is implausible is like American exceptionalism mixed with American saviorism mixed with a huge, huge dollop of fucking denial as to, again, what we have records that our government has been doing. And that's the Mm -hmm. same with the Wuhan thing, you know, like do to me, it's blurry. Yes, no, we, maybe, but we, we can't... have records that are that the United States government was fucking testing syphilis, like injecting people with syphilis, like black <laughs> soldiers with syphilis, like, and this was like a long like experiment that was like in the name of science and protecting everybody, and like to say, oh well, no, we we never do that anymore. We, exactly. It's like, come on, they're governments. Governments do these things. Like governments do things to stay in power. Governments do things to accumulate more power in order to make sure that they can stay in power, in order to track people to make sure that they, that any sort of, I don't know if you've, I don't know if you've heard this either, but um, do, you, do you remember the, the whole, that Michigan governor, that there was a kidnapping attempt from like, you know, white supremacists or whatever? Buzzfeed of all of all places, you know that used to do the all of those stupid quizzes. You know they they actually do have one or two actual real investigative journals. Yeah, well, no, once so in a while great. they put out they put out a, a, a real important piece of work. Yeah. yeah. So so the FBI had informants throughout the whole thing, and it turns out that that several of these, those informants were leaders of the push to potentially kidnap this governor. And so we're looking at a situation that may very well have been very similar to all of the entrapment schemes of radical environmentalists on the West Coast um, and of Muslim immigrants uh, during the war on terror, where it's like, you know, you take some people who aren't, you know, they get some crazy ideas and they're kind of angry. And then you get somebody who says, hey, well, I'll help you get a bomb if you want to do this. And they're like, "Uh." and usually they say no at first. They're like, well, dude, that's a little bit too much. Yeah, you they know, convince people who have the idea but wouldn't have the motivation if mm-hmm. not for being deeply manipulated by the government. Right. right. And right. and so also, you know, the FBI has informants in the people who, you know, were there for 6 January at the Trump. You know, so, so this question is like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, like what 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 is going on? This obsession over you know these these human crises in order for them to be able to track and to have more power over people. And these crises While, being provoked by the exact same government who then has to come up with the solution. Again, what we're seeing in France, it's like the snake eating its own tail. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And in the meantime, we have like we, we have cities flooding. We we have we have oceans baking. We we, we have like like fucking sea creatures like cooking in their shells. You have sam- yeah, those pictures of the, the salmon, the salmon cooking in the Columbia River because the Columbia River is seventy degrees Fahrenheit right now. It has never been so hot. Right, you know, and and so we have, you know, the world itself, 
is collapsing around us. And at the exact same time, these governments are trying to accumulate more power in these crises that you know they've kind of helped create. I'm not saying that they've created all of them, but... But you they've know, also helped create the climate crisis. <laughs> That's the... Exactly. Exactly. Right? And, right? And what's interesting is, is, of course, you'll never see this sort of government power grab, um, you know, be aimed towards polluting industries. No. You'll, you'll never see this actually, you know, being used to change the economic systems. They would never in a million them. years attempt to rein in corporate America with the way that they're trying to rein in the French public right now. Never exactly. in a million years would you see such power exercise. You know, and that's, you know, and that's another part, you know, the protest you're hearing, you know, here. Um, you know, I've heard that too. It's like, excuse me, you know, why don't you use that? You know, we have, we have, you know, the entire North part of the shore here in Britannia where, where, where people are being eaten alive by green algae and the government's been trying to cover that up for 30 years. Right. Means that, you know, we're having issues, you know, the floodplain here has also become a serious issue um, south of town. You know, we're having these same problems and, mm -hmm. and everyone's just looking away, but when they have the opportunity to take, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That, that also, you know, it's, it's, it's an issue of priorities. And, and I see this. I see this also being a a kind of real politic occurring with these governments. You know, like you know, again to go back to Trump. Like Trump knew what was up. That the whole fucking point of that border wall, which was yes, it was racist. Yes, it was stupid. Yes, it was horrible. But the whole idea of him trying to sell that border wall was having an acknowledgement that within the next ten to twenty years, the United States is going to see massive immigration waves yep. and those are going to be climate refugees those are going to yes. be people who are like hey it is now impossible to live where i i, I was living i need I'm to get somewhere north. where there's access to water yep. um and and you know the government knows this you know if you if you look at like like cia training videos and, and what is it the rand corporation the rand corporation keeps putting out all of these these things about you know what the future is going to look like and this is the thing they keep pointing to, that the, that the United, well, that the world is going to be seeing these massive waves of, of, of human displacement, where people are going to be fleeing places they no longer can live, trying to go into places that are potentially okay. And of course, those, those places are going to be implementing these ultra-nationalist policies to keep everybody out. You, you see the exact be, same... How yeah, are they going to exact... be able to do that without having systems of tracking people? Exactly. And, and so you can look at, you know, is the COVID passport, the, the passport sanitaire in, in France, exactly that? No, no, it isn't. However, it already has a bit of that effect where if you are, if you are a climate refugee who's in France right now, you know, and you don't have official status, you have no access. You're to cut off. Life. You're cut off. Yep. You're, you're stuck in a way you've never been stuck before. And yeah, you know, that same, you know, I just want to point out again, the parallels, you know, that same issue with Trump and the border wall. Uh, you know, that's what we see here with the with the anti-migrant policies, which are, you know, are not in the least bit based in reality, which are very much designed, again, to, to strike fear into people, to get them all riled up, um, you know, the outrage effect. But it's the same thing, you know, and that's very much understated, I think, especially, you know, we know there's a, a civil war in Syria. There's also years worth of drought in Syria. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing in Libya. It's the same thing, you know, in a whole lot of both northern and sub-Saharan Africa. Yes, it's always been hot there. Uh, but they are having record changes to their climate as well. And it is a combination of the climate issue and the the political instability, which, you know, just as in North America, you know, the political instability in Honduras is a direct result of American meddling. The political instability in Africa is a direct result of European meddling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those people trying to come north and, you know, and and again, it's, it's the exact same thing. And, you know, at the same time that, yeah, you know, the citizens now have to have a QR code to to go see a movie, um, you know, they're trying. I mean, I read something about this recently, too, where, yeah, they're trying to devise that that same, you know. And, you know, I also want to point out, you know, just real quick, um, the degree to which COVID has also been an excuse to um, cut off freedom of movement throughout Mm -hmm. the European Union. Oh, Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And 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 then the same thing, you know, I hear lots of people, well, if you have a, you know, if you have a passport, you have, you have nothing to worry about, um, you know, that if you committed the crime, you shouldn't, you shouldn't fear the cops. But again, this, you know, they, the, the governments that are justifying this, that are putting this into the place are looking toward a future where just as, uh-oh, uh-oh, hold on, uh-oh, uh, Hold on, my computer randomly shut off. Ha ha ha. Sorry. Hello? Sorry about oh, it's okay. recording in progress. Sorry about that. My computer just decided to randomly shut off. No worries. Um, okay, so right right before this big break, we were talking about um, freedom of movement. Freedom of movement. Yeah, so let's talk more on that because the, um, you know, the Schengen. The, the Schengen rules within Europe, like, people, it, it, it's, it's impossible for Americans to understand this, I think, because, you know. But imagine if in the United States you needed to have, you needed to, to, to go through a border control to go from Washington to Oregon, or to go from New York to Massachusetts. Right. Um, that's what it was like in Europe. And that's what it was like in Europe for a very long time until the Schengen rules. And the Schengen rules suddenly, no, you no longer needed to go through a passport or a pass check. Like, 
you you know you could get on a train and go from France to Germany, and no one was going to say, "What are you doing here? Show me your papers." Um, that all came back with COVID. That all came back. We're suddenly, you know, like there there are countries even still like that, you know, they every they country's different. Trucks. You don't know, yeah, you don't know which border, and it changed from week to week. We didn't yeah, know it, which it, border you could go over and which border you couldn't. Exactly. Like my my partner and I are going to go visit his uh, family in the Netherlands uh, this weekend, and you know we had to repeatedly check like is it okay? Like you know what do we need? Do do we need the official document? Because I don't have the official document like to you know I don't have a vaccine or anything else like that. You know it's like is it going to be okay or are they going to stop us at the border and say oh, no? You know you're not allowed to. And and this is like the distance here. You know the country I'm living in is the size of Rhode Island. Actually, it's smaller than Rhode Island. We are not talking about like, you know, going from one side of Texas to like another side of Texas. No. We're talking about really talking about going from Connecticut to Massachusetts. Yeah, we exactly. are really we are talking about tiny little distances. You know, it's right. that old that old saying in Europe, a hundred kilometers is a long way. In the United States, a hundred years is a long time. Right. Um, exactly. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like that. It's perfect. Um, you know, and so we we are. We are seeing governments implement this again in the name of, you know, protecting people. And and the thing I cannot get over is that, okay, so you can rely on the right wing um, to, to follow along with certain programs if you, if you push racist ideas, you know, an anti-immigrant sentiment. All you have to do is, you know, tell some people like, hey, well, it's, it's the people of this color who are causing the world and or causing these problems and people will be like oh, okay okay but you know for for liberals for the quote unquote left wing you know that that stuff doesn't work so well so instead what you need to do is you need to implement these other ideologies that will get people on board you know mm -hmm. so so you can't convince most progressives to implement a massive government tracking system of individuals by saying, well, this will, you know, this will help us fight the terrorists or this will help us, you know, stop illegal immigration. But if you said this will help us save lives, this will help us keep people from dying from COVID, people are, oh yeah, I'll do it, you know? Yep. And they get to feel righteous in the same way that a racist gets to feel righteous. Because, you know, when you look at the way that racism is used, especially in the United States, you know, it's it's a kind of xenophobia and it's a kind of protectionism of, you know, like, you know, let's, let's save our children, let's save our women, let's save, you know. It's a tribalism. It's a tribalism with, with, you know, and, and so it's part of a moral system of, you know, you know, what they consider as important, then you can use racism to kind of catch at that little hook inside of them and say, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm going to fear these outsiders. And this is how I define outsiders. But, you know, but for the people who, you know, have, for the most part, eradicated racism or racist thinking from their lives. You need some other way to get at that hook. And, you know, that hook right now is the you know, fucking Fauci's uh, pandemic yep. of the unvaccinated. unvaccinated. Yep. You know, that, that, you know, it's these people, it's, it's, they're pretty much, they're Hillary Clinton's deplorables. Yeah, it's, you know? it's again, these, those people, it's those, you know, anytime you can use that phrase, right? 
Any any time sure. that you can reduce a group to those people, you're accomplishing the same goal, whether you're doing it through racial means or, or otherwise. Once you've and othered, yet, you do you've simultaneously, othered. Simultaneously, you know, you, you have these, you know, progressives who, who, you know, it's not a racist thing for them to think that, right? And yet those people, those people, the deplorable people who are not vaccinated, what color are they? They tend to be less likely to be white, more likely to be not white. They also tend to be less likely to have money, you know? So, so it, it replicates- And or whole, to be American born. Yeah, yeah. It, it replicates the whole racist thing, except you, you, just, you just change the content, but you still get the same mechanism going. And, you know, we're, we're seeing that in Europe too. We're, we're gonna yeah, see that yeah. who can get who? Who could, I mean, I actually tried to look up before we recorded this, I tried to look up um, the process of getting vaccinated if you don't have a, a carte vitale, which for the, you know, is the, um, is the universal health care card that right. anyone legal in France receives. And, you know, I, I couldn't quite under, you know, and in the part of that is just French bureaucracy. They make anything uh, impossible to understand for anybody. But, you know, I, I'm trying to go through all these rules and regulations and, you know, and, and, and what would, you know, one thing I found, again, you know, you need a social security card um, or a number, um, which, you know, certain people who aren't fully documented, you know, if you have filed a, uh, a demand for asylum, they you will give you, you that number. number. Right. But if that demand is, is, is denied and you stayed here anyway, which usually is what happens, um, mm -hmm. that number becomes... Uh, uh, Invalid. Uh, expired invalid right um yeah. but you know but i'm trying to sit here you know as a middle class educated here legally person who can read french fluently as a second language i'm sitting here trying to understand these rules and mm -hmm. i can't so right. if i can't mm -hmm. <laughs> they, cannot either. Yeah. they cannot they cannot either right yeah. right and i mean I don't know. This is. <laughs> this, I, I get, we're gonna I we're of, gonna have our usual depressing end here without. With <laughs> I know. I know it sucks. Like normally, normally at this point we just start talking about the really spicy ramen that we're eating or the cookies or whatever. I made really I yummy should... burritos. You would have enjoyed last night. I made a you know? I made a prick pow. I made Thai food this morning. Ooh. I found I found the prick pow paste. Yeah, that kind of like I know you can't have it because it's like shrimp based, but yeah. but it's fuck it's fucking good and it's been a long time since I've I've had it and yeah I that made me very happy. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, spicy so food for the win. There's yummy food to eat in the world still. Um, you know, I, I think too about like, I mean, yeah, everything's been flooding here, but it's been gorgeous as well. You know, the, the lightning storms, like watching this, 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 this rain just like completely just wash away the world. It's like, yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, the world is ending. Yeah. But it's, no, it's, I mean, it's been rain. It rained here for a month straight, which is very, you know, for, for those who don't know, the weather in Brittany is kind of like the weather in the Pacific Northwest where it rains nonstop from October to March, but as a reward, it's usually beautiful from like May to September. Right. Um, and yeah, and it's, it's been, it's been, you know, it's been either uh, 60 degrees Fahrenheit or 90 degrees Fahrenheit, nothing really in between. I'm, I'm one of the few people in France that is not taking a vacation this summer. So I'm not as deeply affected by it as, as most people are. Mm -hmm. um, but nonetheless, it's, it's, you know, it's been kind of, it's, 
it's July. I'm, you know, I haven't needed shorts. It's right. I still have the heavy comforter at night. It's it's not normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, same here. We uh, yeah. Anyway, so this is uh, this has been Empire's Crumble Twenty Six, huh? <laughs> I, I guess. I guess yeah. I mean, this is this is how it is. I mean, I, I don't. Well, I mean, it's it's a podcast. Look, it's a podcast called Empires Crumble. Like we're not I guess, we're not here yes. to make you smile. But we, like, that's just we shot ourselves in the foot with this, didn't we? It wasn't yeah, like a, yeah. hey, life is life is okay. We should have done life yeah. is okay. But see, this is this is why you 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 know you all should um, subscribe so that you can watch the video because often you know before the episode we often have have slightly more amusing little anecdotes that, that exactly. we put and, forth. And we're not as And again, sad. my lobster, there's a lobster costume on my wall. Last time you got to see the toilet, and that was two times ago. Right. There was a, there was a tour. Ago. There was a tour of my toilet. Um, and, and we're not as sad as we sound. I no. mean, actually, we're pretty happy. I'm pretty yeah, happy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go do happy things after this, because that's how I, I function without, like, diving into full-fledged alcoholism. So, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Which I couldn't really do anyway, because I can't go to a bar as after Saturday, so. Yep. Yep. Uh, cool. All right. Well, um, <sighs> yeah, if you if you like our stuff, uh, please consider supporting us. Uh, it, the we, we split the money. Like, it's always nice to have a little extra cash each month. month. And, uh, and if you, you can... can't support us, share it on uh, your yes. Things. Please definitely share it because we, we, one, we suck at social media promotion. Two, I'm leaving social media, so I'm not going to be promoting anything. Um, so we rely on you folks. Well, you'll still, to, it'll still be promoted on the Gods and Radicals page, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, okay. I'll, you okay. know, I, I'm trying to figure out how to do that. I'm trying to, I'm probably going to get one of those, like, apps that kind of automate. The like, Hootsuite, yeah, 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 yeah. I know they don't really work very well, but I just, I just need to not be logging in. To any social media for a long time. Yeah. Anyway, so um, yeah, consider supporting us uh, patreon.com slash empire of crumble or you could go to a beautiful resistance.com uh, and go to the exclusive content uh, thing at the top and uh, you can support us there as well um, to get access to these. And you get um, access to other stuff too if you do that. And you get access to other stuff, including you get, you get essays books and, and journals and free yeah, books, it's, shipping discounts. Uh, it's 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 free it's courses. Worth your time. Yes. You can actually you can actually take Ali's course for free if you're a supporter there. Or you can we well, um, can take your course for free too, or take right? My course. Yeah, yeah, I have another one coming up. Right. Yeah. It's uh, I think it starts right before yours. So anyway, um, thanks everybody for listening to us and. Um, yeah, uh, be safe, be well, um, and uh, I don't know, eat something yummy. Eat something yummy. Yeah. Talk right. to you next time. Bye. Bye.